G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, you know, we often take some time to settle into conversations that are involving what we sometimes refer to as culture wars. And particularly on our Culture Watch segment, Bill Muhlenberg, who is back with us today and feeling a little lighter than usual, Bill. How are you feeling today? Oh, well, doing pretty well, uh, all things considered. There's uh, uh, blue skies, the birds are singing, the grass is green, and uh, in addition, we've had a few uh, bits of good news in the culture wars, so that always helps to keep the morale up. Well, good news is always welcome, and uh, sometimes I feel like the types of topics that we often talk about on our Culture Watch segment uh, tend to be gloomy topics, tend to be, uh, you know, we've got our backs up against the wall. Uh, but uh, but a couple of good stories to report today, some, some good news. Uh, uh, tell us about the one uh, so far as New South Wales goes and uh, the way that they're treating gender in schools. Yes, well, you're right that often there are a fair amount of kind of gloomy stories. I mean, that's part of any war. You have to be aware of the battlefront. You have to engage wherever the fight needs to be fought. But uh, in a war, you get some wins as well. So, yes, I did record a few today. And um, uh, one of them was a, a very recent story coming out of New South Wales where the Liberal government sounds like they're waking up to some of the threats we're finding in our schools, certainly with things like the so-called safe schools program and all the gender bender experimentation that's being pushed so uh, fiercely in so many quarters. So they've uh, come out recently saying they will pull some of these radical gender uh, programs, uh, sex ed programs and the like from schools in New South Wales, given that they can be quite harmful and dangerous. I mean, basically targeting young children, telling them they can be whatever sex they want to be. Uh, you know, that's scary stuff to begin with. When you start going down that path, you might as well say you can, you know, if you want two plus two to equal five, that's fine. If you want white to be black, I mean, this is, uh, well, in the old days, you might, uh, you know, lock somebody up who started talking like that. But today, the activists are actually saying that, that gender and sex are just social constructs. There's no biological basis to it whatsoever. And uh, thankfully, at least some in the New South Wales government have said this is, uh, this is a bit over the top and this is not the kind of stuff our young children need to be having foisted upon them. Bill, do you think this is coming from the top with the new Premier Gladys Berejiklian, or is this something you think perhaps in the education machine that's just caught up with the fact that there was uh, some sort of attack that was happening in the way that the curriculum was being delivered? Yeah, well, it's a good question as to who really was initiating all this. Uh, whoever it was, I'd like to give credit to them. So whether it was the new Premier or a combination of voices... Uh, we know that the education union and 
those like them, of course, would be fiercely opposed to seeing any changes here, so they would have had to fight against the education bureaucracy and those in it. Um, but whoever uh, was running with this, uh, well done. Now, um, you know, we, we could speculate that there was a you know change recently in leadership, uh, why it had to wait till a new leader came on the scene, but whatever the reason, we're very glad it did, and hopefully there'll be more of it to come. Another good news story, uh, just earlier this week on Wednesday, uh, had a special guest on 2020, and uh, of course that was Bernard Gaynor, the uh, former military intelligence officer who uh, lost his commission and uh, a whole lot of things had been going, uh, going on over a number of years, but he'd become something of a, a pro-family and quite politically active campaigner for issues like freedom. Now, that doesn't come without some opposition, and uh, and he has, of course, had a, a bit of a, a ruling victory in the New South Wales Anti-Discrimination Board. Yes, quite right. Another uh, very good news kind of story that's worth sharing far and wide. Uh, I do uh, know Bernard lives up in Brisbane, and he's really been going through the, the rough of it the uh, last three years, hounded by especially one kind of serial litigant homosexual activist in Sydney. Uh, three years of fighting this. Um, something like 22 different complaints had been leveled against him of, you know, homophobia and all this silliness simply for defending marriage and family. So he's really been going through the ringer. But, yeah, a recent uh, court decision effectively throwing out these uh, uh, well, really frivolous and vexatious charges against him uh, was great news indeed. Uh, Bernard, I think, talked about pop, popping the champagne cork and all the rest, and rightly so, when you're the subject of these kind of witch hunts, uh, especially through the legal system and all that takes out on your family and the costs you have to uh, bear, including financial costs. It's it's a well, it's it's the process process itself is what really can wear you down, whether or not you get an outcome that the activist wants, simply the process of having to go through all of this and defend yourself, that can, you know, most people would, uh, you know, long ago caved in because it's just too much. So thankfully he did fight for all these three years, and now we've got a bit of a victory, and, uh, well, hopefully it'll be the beginning of a, a new trend. Bill, when we talk about good news, uh, there are good news stories with individuals and uh, even when it comes to issues. Uh, what about trends? When we talk about the way that there might be trends, a, a rise or revival of yeah. some levels of conservatism, I suppose, yeah. is that too a good news story? Yeah. Oh, look, I mean, we could speak about the, the bigger picture here. Obviously, uh, a number of events globally have been, uh, oh, well, hopefully the people like you and me, kind of a good news story. Uh, you know, things like Brexit, uh, the rise of Trump. We've got overseas some uh, other candidates who are more in line with our values, who look to be doing well in upcoming elections. We had the recent uh, move here in Australia with Cory Bernardi. So there seems to be, at least on a popular level, a bit of a groundswell of uh, angst and opposition to the way things are and the way politics is going. So, uh, yeah, we can see these two uh, particular victories as maybe part of a bigger sweep. Uh, you know, of course, it's uh, 
we can't relax, let down our guard. Uh, the other side is always active, and the battles will continue. But there may be a, a bit of a pushback, a bit of a fight back. And I think it's a much-needed one because things were certainly getting very bad indeed in many parts of the West. So we can take a bit of hope from some of these wins and uh, hopefully see some more. As you say, uh, not sitting down to relax for too long because you know that the battle morphs, uh, things change, uh, new initiatives rise up against some of the sorts of issues that you stand for. So there's a certain level of vigilance that's required Mm. uh, and then a courage to be able to stand up and speak in the right place at the right time. Yes, exactly right. Um, You know, it's uh, it's nice to take a break, put your feet up for a while and savour a few victories. That we can do, but we can't let that be our kind of permanent state of mind. As I say, the other side certainly doesn't operate that way. It seems like they never eat nor sleep. (laughs) They're always active. They're forever pushing agendas, whether it's something like homosexual marriage, of which we've had, what, about uh, 16 different bills in almost as many years. Uh, We've won every one thus far, but, you know, they're still coming fast and furious. So we do have to be on guard. You may kind of pat yourself on the shoulders and said, yeah, a few years ago I signed a petition for marriage or something. Well, you know, that's great. (laughs) But we may have to do more than, uh, you know, once a year signing a petition. Often we have to do a fair amount more um, contacting politicians, certainly praying a lot more, getting on talkback radio, letters to editors. It really is a, it can be a full-time job, and all of us can do a bit more, I think, just to keep protecting our Christian faith, family values, freedom, which are all constantly under attack. Well, Bill, there is always going to be a new challenge around the corner, and there will be new challenges in the coming days. But always good to get your insights and to take a little bit of a moment today just to recognise some of those positives. And even though there are still many negatives that do exist, uh, good to hear about those positives and to, and to reflect upon them because sometimes if you feel like you're fighting a battle but there are no victories, you can become more tired. But uh, certainly it's encouraging when you see some level of victory. Bill, thanks so much for taking some time to share your heart with us again today on 2020. Many thanks. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.